This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. Here's a question you have probably asked yourself or someone else, or if you are the listener on today's call, then me, you've asked me this. The question is this, when's the right time to dot, dot, dot. Maybe that's to make a career switch. Maybe it's to start a business. It's something. There's something big that you want to do. You're wondering when the right time is. And think about the logic of that question. When's the right time to means there is a right time. It means that there is some kind of perfect time. There's some way to recognize exactly when the stars align and now is when you're supposed to do the thing. But the question is, well, when and how to recognize it. That is what we're talking about today because of this listener question. Let's take a listen. I've worked for a big law firm for a while and it's been the only job I've ever had. Sometimes I'm tempted to start my own business. I've never felt like I had an entrepreneurial spirit, but I do have some friends from law school that are now opening their own firms and I see how much autonomy they have and how much freedom they get around choosing their projects. How do you know when it's time to go out on your own? See, there it is. There's the question, when's the right time? So I'm now going to give you a horrible answer. Hold on to something as I tell you this answer. The answer is there's no right time and you do not know when it's time. You don't. You can make some educated guesses. You can do a lot of work to decide whether or not it's time to go. But that word I just said there, decide, that ultimately is the driver. It is not how do you know when it's time to go out on your own. It is have you reached a decision to go out on your own? Or have you reached a decision to do anything else? Have you reached a decision to change careers, to go for that promotion, to tell somebody that you love them? I don't know. Whatever it is, you have to decide that now is the time because literally nobody else is ever going to tell you. But I know that that is not helpful on its own because let's consider the stakes of making a big decision like this. This this question is really a great question because this is a person who is working at a big law firm, which means they're probably making some nice money. And let's just assume that that money is really needed because they have a lot of expenses. Maybe they have a family. I don't know. It's not part of the question, but we know can't just walk away from that, can't just on a whim say, eh, time for something else because we have lives to lead and we can't destabilize ourselves. So, okay, person works at a big law firm, making good money, tempted to start their own business, not miserable at the law firm, that's not what I'm hearing, but tempted and they're seeing their friends, they're seeing some really, really appealing, attractive things that their friends are doing because they started their own law firms, they have all this autonomy, They get to choose their projects. That sounds really appealing. So what are we to do? How are we to know? Let's dig into some ways to know. First, I want to introduce you to a concept called the false consensus effect. The false consensus effect was introduced to me by Katie Milkman, who is a professor at Wharton. She studies how people make decisions. I'm going to reference her a couple times in this episode. And the false consensus effect is the belief that other people think exactly like us. 
And this is a problem, Katie says, because when we buy into the false consensus effect, we don't do the simplest, most important thing that we can do to help us make a decision about whether to make a change, and that is to talk to other people, to learn what they have done and thought through and where they were coming from and what new challenges they're facing. If I was at that big law firm and I was trying to decide whether or not to follow some friends and former colleagues into the world of starting my own business, I will tell you the first thing that I would do, the first thing that you, listener, should do is you should go and talk to those people. Have very serious conversations with them about why they left, when they decided to leave and why it was then, and what the experience has been like. I bet that you're going to start to hear things that you didn't consider. You might, for example, discover that everyone who did this has felt some kind of entrepreneurial spirit, the thing that this listener today said they've never felt, or at least that they felt more compelled towards it. And it wasn't just about a grass is greener kind of thing, but maybe it was that every single day that person woke up and despised having a boss, just hated it. Just every single minute of their lives, they were embarrassed to say, my boss is calling me, I got this email from my boss. And maybe you feel that way, maybe you don't feel that way. But these are the kinds of things that drive people's decisions. You need to know what they're thinking so you can start to play it against how you're feeling and see whether or not the things that motivated them motivate you too. And then also, what's it been like? Because, you know, starting your own business does mean you have more autonomy. It does mean you get to choose your own projects. It also means that every single day you wake up and you think, I am responsible for getting my own business. Nobody else is. I have to do all of this on my own. I gotta do payroll myself. Oh my God, it's the worst. There's a lot of crap. And you better know what that is too so that you can start to make decisions about what you value more. Because ultimately, this is gonna come down to what part of the pro-con list is more compelling to you. And this leads me to my second piece of advice, which is about the pro-con list. So I have never really made a pro-con list, and that's because it never made any sense to me. I don't know. If I'm thinking about whether or not to do something, I think it's pretty clear what the pros and the cons are. Like, I don't need to put it down on a chart. But I was talking to a guy named Warren Hatch, who is the CEO of a forecasting company called Good Judgment. And one of the things that he's an expert in is assessing situations, deciding what is the likely outcome of those situations. And he told me that something that we misunderstand, a tool that we can use that we don't use well enough is the pro-con list. Because, he says, a pro-con list can help you filter the hardest part of any decision, and that is the noise. It's the noise in your head. It's all the chatter and clatter and how do I decide what's important and what's not important? I mean, you can hear that infused through the question that the listener asked. So how does a pro-con list help? Well, here's the thing. First, we have to recognize that if you just make one pro-con list, all you are doing is taking a snapshot of a moment in time based on how you think right now. Whatever the noise is that's in your head, that is what's going to be captured on a pro-con list. 
So something that you might value or not value today could just be impacted by what you're really annoyed by right now. Maybe, maybe you feel today, I hate having a boss. I despise having a boss. But that also could be because today your boss sent you a really bitchy email. And tomorrow, your boss is going to be really nice. And you're going to be like, you know what? It's not so bad to have a boss. So what we need to do is we need to make a pro-con list and then set it aside and then wait a week, two weeks, some amount of time. And now make a pro-con list, another pro-con list. Don't look at the first pro-con list. It's gone. It's over somewhere else. Make that pro-con list, set it aside. And then wait a week, two weeks, whatever. Make a third pro-con list. Don't look at the other two pro-con lists. Why are we doing this? Here's why. Because after you do this three or four times, now it's time to bring all the pro-con lists together. And what you will find Warren says, Warren Hatch, is that they're going to be kind of different. And some things are going to show up on a con in one list, and it's going to show up in a pro in another list. And in some lists, maybe it doesn't show up at all. And now you can start to see what is noise and what is consistent. Because what is consistent are going to be the things that showed up over and over again in the same places. Now you are starting to see what matters to you. Stick around. Help Wanted will be right back. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash 
help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. So we have tested our ideas by understanding what other people are thinking about. False consensus effect, we're overcoming it. Now we're gonna make this pro-con list. And now back to Katie Milkman, another piece of advice that she gave me. I said, Katie, okay, let's say that somebody is thinking about making a change. What's the first thing that they can do? And she said, this is gonna sound really stupid and simple, but the answer is experiment. You can experiment because we often think that when we do something, it has to be because we're committing to it. And that's not true. The problem with thinking about everything as a commitment is that commitments are scary and maybe we would just rather not do them. Maybe we would rather sit on the side. Maybe we're just gonna pass on this commitment. So let's not make it a commitment. Let's make it an experiment. We're gonna test something out. We're just gonna see if we like it. And maybe we set some parameters. Maybe we say, I'm gonna do this for three months or I'm gonna do this for a day, any amount of time, it doesn't matter. Let's say, for example, that you never held a standard salaried job. Let's say you always kind of worked for yourself, you did odd jobs or whatever, and now you're deciding, you know, maybe I'd like the stability of a job, but I just don't know, I don't know if I wanna do that. I don't know if I want to pursue that. I don't know if I want to be somebody's employee. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Let's run an experiment. What is an experiment? An experiment is not drop everything that you're doing and get a job at the nearest company and see if you like it. That's too big. That's a commitment. You're never going to do that. So instead, how about this? The experiment is you go onto LinkedIn and you look for jobs. Can you do that? You can. Stakes are so low. All right. You did it. Now, next experiment apply for some of those jobs. It's just an experiment. It's just an experiment. It might be a bad one. You might apply for those jobs and nobody responds to you and whatever, you will have learned something. Or maybe you'll apply to those jobs and you'll have a panic attack and you'll say, I hate all these jobs. I would never want to work. Fine. Doesn't matter. Nothing has happened. All you've done is you've run a little experiment. Now, maybe we take it a step further. You apply for some of those jobs. Someone would like to interview you. Amazing. What should you do? Go talk to them. Of course, it's an experiment. Again, you're going to sit, you're going to talk. Nobody's committing to anything. When you start to think of these as little series of experiments, suddenly the barrier to entry is so much lower. You can just do it. You can try it. You can say, you know what? I'm going to see what this is like. And regardless of whether or not I love or hate this, it will inform me. It will tell me something about what it is that I want to do next. Now, I understand that if you're at a big law firm, the experiment you cannot run is, why don't I start my own business in law on the side? That's not allowed. But what other experiments can you run? There's always some experiment in some situation. Maybe the experiment is that you're gonna do a little consulting on the side. And fine, maybe your big law firm is not into that. This is not legal advice. Nobody come sue me for this. But you know what? Maybe sometimes they just don't have to know. Maybe there's a person out there who you can help on the side. It's not official. It's not gonna be posted anywhere, but you're just gonna spend a little time 
helping them and seeing, you know, do I like this? Do I like doing this? Am I enjoying doing this on my own outside the law firm? Does this fuel me? And then maybe you can run some other little experiments. Maybe you can help a friend who has their own small law firm think through some challenges that they face. It's a little experiment. Hey, can I come in? I, oh, you don't even have to pay me. I just kind of want to be a little bit of a part of this. Can I help you think through something, marketing, customer relations, anything? All we're doing here is we're just dipping our toes into some other life and seeing how it feels. And after that, if you liked it, you can start to run some more experiments. You can start to build a little bit more. You can start to grow the thing that you're doing. If we take this out of the big law firm thing, because I know that's complicated, then maybe it's, you know, you always wanted to launch a product or something. Well, can you create a little minimum viable product, a little version of this and take it out somewhere, try to sell it online, create a little Shopify store and maybe find 10 people who are really into this and see, would they buy it? Would they what would they buy it for? Would they tell their friends? And then maybe make a little tweak to it and put a second version on the Shopify store. And I don't know, maybe throw a hundred bucks into some online advertising and see if anybody cares. All these little micro experiments. What we're ultimately doing is we're just testing to see if this is something that we're into, if it's something that feels stable. And then at some point, maybe it grows or you have an idea of how it is that you could actually create the transition Ultimately, you'll start to see, okay, if I'm going to make this transition, if I'm going to make this leap, then I need these things. I need maybe a client if I'm going to start a law firm. I need maybe to prove that a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 people are going to buy this thing before I leave my job and devote myself to building this random product company that I just created. Whatever the case is, you're going to start to create some metrics, something that says, all right, at this point, I'm going to make the switch. At this point, it's going to make sense. And then ultimately, you are going to have to look inside of you and you are going to have to ask yourself a very important question. And that is, do I need to do this? And the reason I really want you to ask that question is because any change that you make is going to be really hard. If you start your own business, that's going to be really hard. If you change careers, that's going to be really hard. If you put yourself into any situation that you don't feel 100% prepared for and stabilized in, it's going to be really hard. And the only reason to do it is because you need to, because you would not be satisfied staying where you are, because there's something driving you that says, what happens next is important to me. And what happens next must happen. I will tell you that for the bulk of my career, I spent the bulk of my career in media, and I took a lot of risks going from one job to the next. And the thing that I kept telling myself, I picked this line up from somewhere, somebody said it, I can't remember, I started applying it to myself, which was, if I could do anything else, I should go do that because the career path that I chose was so hard. I worked a lot of jobs. They did not pay me very well. There was no clear sense that I was going to advance. And I watched people get laid off or just get frustrated and quit. And I just kept saying to myself, if I could do anything else, go do that. But the thing is, I couldn't. I couldn't do anything else. What I really wanted to do 
was do what I was doing, was to work in media to build that career. And a shift happened over the last couple of years where I suddenly started to think, no, what I want to do now is be an entrepreneur. What I want to do is build my own things, have more of a control over my destiny, not have a boss. I still do because I work at Entrepreneur Magazine as the editor-in-chief, but I don't own it, so I have a boss. And he's a good boss. We have a great relationship. I will tell you what, though, don't love having a boss. I don't. I think about it a lot. And so I am now saying to myself, if you could do anything else, go do that. But what I do, because I can't do anything else, is inch my way further and further into starting my own things and stretching myself really thin. And I have a million projects. I have entrepreneurs still. I still work there. I guess I'm running lots of experiments is what I'm doing right now, right? I'm in the experiment phase where I also, for example, am helping to build the company that makes this podcast that you're listening to. And I also have all sorts of other projects and I'm on the road all the time and I'm doing a lot of things because ultimately I need to. Because I need to. Because not doing it would be the thing that would be too hard. So those are the things to think about. and. When you put yourself through the process of talking to others, of really exploring within yourself what matters to you, of testing things out in the world, and then ultimately recognizing what a tipping point could look like, and then making sure that you really need to go over that tipping point, that is when you will know when it's time to go out on your own or not. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon. Hold up. 